Imposter syndrome is real and it happens to everybody in every industry. What you do about it really does matter. So what are the steps? What can you take a look at? And what questions should you be asking about imposter syndrome? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today I'm coming to you from the How to Sell Show studios and I want to let you in on a secret. This is a topic I have wanted to do for a while and so it took some time to line out the notes. I put a lot of thought and effort into this and I figured I would share the results with you. And here's what I want you to know. At some point, sometime, you're going to ask the question, am I really this good at sales, do I really belong in sales? Am I a fraud or am I, am I an imposter? Somehow one of those questions is going to come up. And with working with salespeople and even business owners, I hear this more than you would imagine. So if you're like, man, am I weird for thinking? Am I good at this? Should I be doing this? Is everything, am I going to be okay? This is 100% normal. And I want to let you in on something. I have gone through this too. And what I've done is I've taken some of my notes from the past couple of years of working with salespeople, training salespeople, training business owners, and I looked for common themes, common phrases, things that would probably ring true with you if you've been in sales or business long enough. Now, all, all people hit imposter syndrome, all professions, sales, doctors, musicians, professionals, you name it, they all do it. And so the reason I bring this up is you're not unique to this. You are not unique at all. In fact, it's 100% normal. I was talking to my good friend, Dr. Caslow about this, and she's a performance expert. And she said, look, Scott, all people hit imposter syndrome. All people do. And then she rattled off a couple of examples. And I was like, it's not just me. It's not just me. Now, I do want to let you know that there are some outside influences that cause this. There are some reasons, some really good reasons why people hit imposter syndrome. And one of them is social media. You look around on social media and everybody's doing big things. Like right now, Clubhouse is the huge rage. And everybody on Clubhouse is a nine and 10 figure business owner. Everybody's a giant in business in Clubhouse, whether they are or not, you know, probably a lot left to be said there. But we are comparison people. You know, I'm driving down the road the other day and I drive a basic Toyota Camry. That's it. Just, you know, four-cylinder Toyota Camry. Could I have something else? Absolutely. And then I'm driving next to an Audi R8 the other day, you know, V10. And I'm sitting there thinking like, you know what? I want to go car shopping. I want to go get another car. Audi's got this pretty cool uh, SUV, the RSQ8. And it's the same thing as a Lamborghini, Lamborghini Urus. And I was like, you know what? Time out, time out, time out. That takes me off my plan. That takes me off my goals. You know, who am I really doing this for? Am I doing it for me or am I doing it for somebody else? So the reason I say this is 
I go through this too. So please understand, I'm not pointing my finger at you saying this is just a you thing. This is a me thing too. You know, there's things that I want to achieve in life that I'm going to achieve in life and things that I'm going to do. And when I start looking, I'm like, you know what? I've got a list of things that I want to do. And if I start going down the path of I got to do this for other people, it's going to take me off of all the list of things that I want to do. So part of it is the people around you. And that's a good thing. The people around you should make you want to go, man, I could be doing more. I could level up. But there's a danger to that. And the danger is feeling like an imposter when you don't hit your goals and you don't hit your numbers. Recognize that if you are listening to this How to Sell Show episode today, you are not an imposter. And I can tell you that with 100% certainty, with 100% confidence. And the reason I say that is you're looking for ways to get better. People who are imposters don't care. You're reading books. You're listening to audibles. You're going through podcasts. You're going through YouTube channels. You're attending live events. You're watching live streams. So if you're like, I'm an imposter, like say time out. An imposter wouldn't do all these things. An imposter wouldn't put the time, the energy, and effort into their life and into their work. But as you look around and you start comparing yourselves to others, that's where this I'm not good enough thing starts coming out. Like I shouldn't be at this point or I should be at this point in my life. And these are all common. And so... Here is a list of some of the most common issues that will trigger you to go into imposter syndrome. Your goals. You know, everybody should have some really cool goals. I got 100 goals for my life. And every time I accomplish one of them, I add something else. So, you know, at one point I was like, I want to go skydiving. And I went skydiving. And then I had 99 things on my goal. And I was like, oh, you know what? I got to replace it with something. Uh, I want to learn how to scuba dive. So I went and got certified to scuba dive. I got certified in Monterey. And then as soon as I did that, I had to put something else off my list. I want to go hike to Half Dome. I live three hours from Yosemite, like arguably one of the most beautiful places on earth besides Hawaii. And <laughs> got to throw that one in there. And, you know, I, I could, in a morning, early morning, I could drive to Yosemite and go check out the falls. But, you know, in my entire lifetime, I'm 45 right now. I think I've done that three or four times. And it's so close to me. I just, it's, California has so many cool things. I'm 90 minutes from South Lake Tahoe. I'm 90 minutes from San Francisco. You know, I'm 90 minutes from Napa. There's just too much cool stuff to do in California. And the reason I bring this up is like, you know, you could just go overboard on the amount of goals that you want. And you could be completely overwhelmed. It could come from your personal struggles. The things that are going on in your life, the things that are going wrong. You know, I could tell you right now, I woke up this morning. And I could think of about 15 things that are going wrong. But if I focus on them, I'm going to have 16 things going wrong and 17 things. It could be the people around you. You know, uh, you look around at your friends, your real friends, and like, where are they in life? What are they doing? How are they? And it can be overwhelming. It could be great because you can say, hey, look, these are all things that I, I, like, this guy got a Ferrari, this guy got a Lamborghini, this guy got a BMW, this guy got a Rolex, right? All those things that cause people to flex and say, here's all the cool stuff that I'm doing. And you could look around and you're like, um, but I want to do other things too. So it it could be a double-edged sword. It could be good and it could be bad. Uh, It could be from the feeling of being stuck. Like, man... You know, last year, last year, and this is common for me to talk to salespeople about this. You know, I, I really wanted to break six figures and I got like to 99,000. Like the year before I was at 97,000. Or I, I I broke six figures and I hit 101,000 and now I got to hit 150. And 
it's that 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 drive to get to the next level. That that feeling of stuck is like I I've hit a glass ceiling, and sometimes people impose a a glass ceiling as being imposter syndrome. The two things get confused a lot. We compare ourselves to others all the time. I did it the other day on the freeway. I'm in line at the grocery store and I'm looking at this guy's Britling watch. Now, I like just basic stuff. You know, I I like really cool things, but I like basic stuff because I don't want somebody to come after it and say, here, you know, I just want to take this from you. So I got a a Samsung watch, like a Gear 3 or something where it just, it measures my heartbeat and I don't have to worry about somebody stealing a $400 watch. I just got to, like, if they want it, if they want it, they can have it. So here's some other reasons why people hit imposter syndrome, especially in sales. When salespeople are heavily in debt, they feel stuck, okay? When you lose a huge deal or you miss a goal just by a little bit, like I almost hit my bonus. I almost hit my bonus. These are like almost, almost moments are the things that trigger imposter syndrome more than you can know. At the end of a month or a quarter, at the end of a month or a quarter, like Scott, why would that be? Well, that's because when all your numbers are added up. And that's when you start comparing yourselves to others. You're like looking at Bob over there. Bob closed $80,000 more than you and he hit bonus. Or you're looking at Mary over there and she closed $200,000 more than you and she's going to hit the salesperson of the year. And you don't like Mary. Significant dates. Significant dates. End of the year. Birthdays. Anniversaries. Believe it or not, high school freaking reunions. You start thinking about like high school reunions. I don't know. I've never been to one of mine because I didn't care for the people in high school for the most part. So it was very freeing for me to go, I don't ever want to see these people again. So I don't. As people around you retire or they switch jobs or they switch roles inside of a company, and this could be when others have huge wins, huge wins from other people. It is a form of jealousy and jealousy, believe it or not, can trigger imposter syndrome, loss of a significant other. So my goals completely changed when I lost my dad three years ago. There's things that I wanted to do in life, and then I sat down probably a month after he died and said, okay, what are the real goals that are important to me? And I've got a couple of them coming up, and i got to tell you, they're freaking awesome, and I can't say what they are, but the world's going to find out pretty quick here. When you see, listen up to this one, because like this one will ring true, and you'll probably be like trying to slap me high five through your audio program or whatever way you're checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. When you see someone who is less smarter than you, have less skills than you, have less capability than you doing better. Because remember, this is all about comparison. You're like, how is that guy doing that thing when he is dumb as a box of rocks? Okay, comparison. It is also jealousy. So comparison and jealousy, those two things trigger imposter syndrome a lot. And I want to go down a list of words with you. This, This list has come up in my notes. So the word, the the first one is insignificant. I feel significant, ins- insignificant. How do you feel? It seems impossible. This goal is insane. I've always wanted to do it, but I can't achieve it. It feels impossible. Irrational. Scott, your goals are irrational. It's a, you, like there's no way that an average person can do what you say you want to do. Internal conflict. I feel like this internal conflict, I'm not where I need to be in action. I'm not taking enough action. I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Instigator. Am I causing fights so I don't have to deal with my own problems? Hint, 
This happens a lot in relationships. And if you're struggling with jealousy and you're struggling with comparison, be aware you may be instigating fights with your significant other or family members. Insecure. Have you lost your confidence? You know, you hit a slump, you hit a sales slump. That really can make you insecure, especially when you're like, I know I'm better than this. Ignore. Are you ignoring what you should be doing, like going to the gym, working out, drinking water? Do you have insomnia? Are you struggle sleeping? Struggling sleeping is like a common thing that I see when I talk to people about imposter syndrome. They wake up and they're comparing themselves in their sleep to people. And it may not even be somebody who's significant in their life. And I want to point something out to you. Every single one of those words start with I, as in I, self. Because we all get caught up in what we have going on in our life. So here's what you can do. Here are some simple steps that you can get through to get past imposter syndrome. And side note, these are things that I've had to do myself. Ask questions, get some help. You know, uh, a good therapist is a way for you to get through the problems that you face. I'm not going to say that it's a shortcut, but I am going to say it does help you get through your problems faster. Accomplishments. Look at what you've done. I keep notes in my phone and anytime I'm feeling like, man, you know, I'm just not doing enough. I look at some of my victories. So uh, I got this really cool event coming up and it has taken me a year to make this thing happen. It has taken a lot of time and effort behind the scenes. And when I get to announce what it is, it's going to be one of those things where people are like, what just happened? Well, when this whole event started, I pulled out my phone and I started talking about it for my future self because I figured at some point that I was going to have some struggles. So what are your accomplishments? What are your trophies? What are the things that you go back to and you're like, man, yeah, I did it. Whatever you say to yourself, that's really cool. It's not just the videos that I keep in my phones of the cool things that I've done. It's also the testimonials from people that I've helped. It's also the the video testimonials from people. It's it's accomplishments, it's awards, it's places that I've gone, it's things that I've done. There's pictures in my phone of people that I've got to hang out with, that I've got to meet, special events in my life. Like It's not just one thing. It's an entire folder of information. This is a cool trick that I learned from copywriters. Copywriters who are the best, what they'll do is they will take as much information as they can so when they start feeling bad about themselves, it's a win file, it's a victory file. It's a way for you to go back. Now, recognize that a lot of times that when you're fighting against imposter syndrome, it's you comparing yourself to others. It's jealousy for what they have, or it's you going backwards in time and saying, I wish. And if you're going to go back in time and look at something, one of the best things that you can go back in time and look at is victories and wins that you've had and take that dopamine rush and write it again. So that's what a victory file will do for you pull quotes, video testimonials, videos about cool things that you've done in life. Like I've got a really cool video that I shot two years ago. I was having some own personal struggles and I hiked Diamond Head. I had never done it for like all the 40 or 60 trips that I've been to Oahu. I had never hiked Diamond Head. And so I was going like, you know what? I'm going to climb a mountain and I'm going to have a victory. So I got to the top of Diamond Head first thing in the morning, got to watch sunrise and I shot a quick video about a victory that I had in life. And you know what? There are times where I watch those videos and it's emotional and I go through those feelings and those motions again and I get the dopamine rush twice. I guess that's why I like to get, ride the dopamine rush twice. 
So it is a cool way for you to have that feeling and those emotions, once again, instead of getting stuck in the past and all the things that you didn't do or getting stuck at comparing yourself to others or being jealous about what other people's have or what they've accomplished. Be aware. All people go through this. I said this in the beginning of this episode. Everybody goes through imposter syndrome. Accept that you're imperfect and that you're working on yourself. Go through some activities, physical, business, activity, practice. These, These activities that you know that you need to do. So when I got started in sales, I was in the insurance business and they had this thing called 1031. And if you made 10 cold calls, you would talk to three people, you could set one appointment. Whatever version of activities are in your industry, make sure that you're doing them. Follow-ups, contacting people, knocking on doors, whatever thing that you do, setting up setting up some sort of uh, funnel. Like there's a million different ways that you could explain this. I'm just trying to give you as many examples as I can. Assign smaller tasks. Give yourself small markers to hit that build up to a big one. Ask people for advice and be willing to give advice. You know, I've always found that when I'm struggling, if I find somebody who's struggling more than me and I give them a little bit of help, it boosts me up as much well as well. And part of this is answering calls. As you struggle, you turn inward. I'm just going to say I've, I've worked with enough struggling salespeople to know this. In this, I'm pointing my fingers. If you could see me right now, I'm in my, my studio. I'm pointing at myself because I've done this too. You know, there's the thing that you just like, I'm going to, I want to go up this alone. And anytime that you look at any good mentorship program, any good coaching, there's always somebody to talk to in that group because somebody's gone through that. If you're in a group and you're in a mentoring program and you don't feel like you could reach out to somebody in there, you're in the wrong group. You're with the wrong people. And then last on this list is attitude. Attitude is the one thing that you have control over that most people can't take away from you. There might be a few people who could take it away from you, but you're allowing them to do it. It's the one thing you have control over over anything else. And I want you to think of something. Think about something that I did here. All these, this list, ask questions, accomplishments, be aware, accept the right activities, assign tasks, advice, answer calls, and attitude. They all start with the letter A. And there's something about words that start with A like, ah, ah, there's something about A that are just action words that allow people to move forward. So here's the thing. At some point, you are going to feel like you are an imposter. At some point, you're going to feel like you're a fraud. And what you do with it and what you prepare to do with it really is going to help you out. But remember, a lot of times it comes from comparison and jealousy. Those are the two things that really do trigger you having imposter syndrome. And the more that you're looking at everybody flex on Facebook, on Facebook as I like to refer to it as, as you're looking at everybody flex on Instagram, and you hear everybody who's a 25-figure business earner on Clubhouse, it's really easy to get caught up and go, this is what all these people are doing. Now, I'm going to give you some insights. You want to, I want you to do some math here. So when I graduated from high school in 94, I was in the pest control business. I worked for my father. And I had a route where I would go and I would visit 220 people roughly a month and I would rotate routes, okay? So you would figure that just in one year or a couple years in pest control, I've been in a thousand houses. And then I did heating and air. I was a technician. I was a salesperson. And on average, I would visit 400 homes a year, four to 600. So let's just say 400. So over the space of 
20, let's say 20 years, 400 homes times 20 years. I've been in at least, at least 8,000 houses. Okay. So probably more than that by a significant other, but I could baseline and just start right here. I have seen some of the most expensive houses where people have Ferraris and Lamborghinis in the garage. They have an amazing mansion. But at the time, I couldn't get them financed for $10,000, okay? So like, just like let that set in. You know, $200,000 car, $200,000 car, million-dollar home, crazy furniture, nice art, but I couldn't get them financed. Now, conversely, I would go into a regular neighborhood, suburban neighborhood, and I would meet with people, and I would say, okay, for your investment, you're looking at ten grand. Use that number as a placeholder. And they would say, fantastic. Would you like to use finance aid? No, I'll pay cash. So sometimes the biggest imposters out there are the people that are flexing the hardest. Now, I'm not saying that that's everybody. By no means am I saying that's everybody. But if you're setting your ideals and your belief on like, hey, I'm not far enough because I'm looking at this guy or this girl, I've been in those houses. I've also been in the houses where the people flat out have money, okay? So I'm I'm not saying that is everybody. I've been in plenty of houses where people have plenty of money. But if you're looking and you're like, I am jealous of what this person's doing, probably not uh, something you need to be jealous about. You want to hear something crazy. I've seen plenty of houses on the outside. The front yard is man, man, <laughs> manicured is not the word. Landscaped is the word. Landscaped. The front, when you look through the front windows, they've got the best furniture. But here's the thing. You go in the house and in the backyard, they haven't put the backyard in because they don't have the money to do it. And then a bunch of the rooms where they're supposed to have furniture, they have nothing. They're bare. There's nothing in them. So like if you're looking for the front, you're like, oh, I should be jealous of this. But once you get in the house, you're like, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. So the reason I bring this up at the end is, Sometimes your jealousy and your comparison isn't rational at all. You're comparing yourself to somebody who is a fraud and should have imposter syndrome. And you're looking at them going, I should be doing all these things because this person's doing all those things. But at the end of the day, they're really not. Just something to think about. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.